0: This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're nursing our newbies on our way into episode number 76. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, it's Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm really excited because I have a guest for you again this week. So with that, we're going to jump right into the interview where you will get to hear from Lynn, who is going to tell you all you need to know about getting breastfeeding off to a good start with your baby. Thanks, and listen in now.
1: Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I am thrilled to be bringing a guest to you on the podcast today her name is lynn rivnack she is a lactation consultant in private practice she provides in-home and virtual lactation consulting as an international board certified lactation consultant since 2008 and an rn for over 25 years she's helped thousands of mamas and babies with breastfeeding challenges hi lynn and welcome to the call hi
2: kristen it's a pleasure to be here today
1: thank you so much for being here before we jump into talking about breastfeeding and how new moms can get off to a good start, would you share why you decided you'd like to be an IBCLC?
2: Oh, sure. I have two children, and I breastfed both of them, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I became a registered nurse when my youngest was two, and I started my nursing career working with moms and babies. That's when I saw firsthand that there was a tremendous need for better information and support for breastfeeding moms. But back then, nobody had really heard of what a lactation consultant was. In fact, the profession hadn't even come into existence when I had my first baby. So it wasn't until my daughter had her first baby that I learned about lactation consulting as a profession. Um, She had an early induction, which we don't do anymore, And because of that, her baby had some some feeding problems, and she found a lactation consultant near her home in Boston. And that woman was amazing. She helped her through some really major challenges, and my daughter went on to breastfeed all four of her kiddos. So even though I'd helped a lot of breastfeeding mothers uh, for years as a registered nurse, I could see where becoming an IBCLC would make me so much more effective. And now I have mm-hmm. the opportunity to also teach classes to expectant and new parents and the hospital staff as well and um, really improve the quality of support that new moms
1: receive. That's wonderful. I really love that story, and I'm so glad that you jumped into doing that to help moms and babies because it is, it is so important. New mamas, often they feel overwhelmed and unsure about how to respond to their babies. So what can a mom do when she's not sure what to do to comfort her baby?
2: You know, life with a newborn can certainly be overwhelming. You don't get much sleep in the beginning, and babies can be very demanding. But it's really important for a new mother to remember that you have everything your baby needs, the warmth, the security, the love, and the food. And newborns know instinctively that you're their only safe place, and that it isn't safe to be alone. And that's why babies cry when you put them down. So many parents ask me, what's wrong with their baby? Because every time I put my baby down, she cries. And that's it. Babies know that if you put them down, something could carry them off (laughs) and eat them. It's that simple. They haven't changed since (laughs) the beginning of time. And so it's normal want to hold your baby a lot, and it's normal to want to cuddle with your baby. And the good news about that is babies don't spoil. You can put your baby chest to chest, heart to heart, skin to skin. And when things are not going well and you're feeling frazzled and your baby's feeling frazzled, that's the best way for you to relax and regroup and experience all of those natural benefits of bonding. No matter what anybody tells you, follow your heart.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful advice. Let's talk about breastfeeding specifically because I know that's what everybody wants to hear. So how can a mom be sure she's got her baby latched on well?
2: Comfort really is the best indicator of a good latch. Um, It's normal for a mom to feel a strong tug when the baby stretches her nipple at the beginning of a feeding But breastfeeding is not supposed to hurt. We've learned a lot about um, the instincts that babies have in recent years about what they're capable of and how they can help moms with breastfeeding and help moms achieve a good latch. So when babies are allowed to latch on their own, they usually Mm -hmm. position themselves nose to nipple, and that's really important for moms to remember. Starting out nose to nipple is a great way to achieve a good latch.
1: When you say nose to nipple, you mean like the baby's nose is facing the nipple or in line with the nipple? So maybe like give a mental picture for the moms listening.
2: Okay, so if you look at the way you hold your baby, for example, if you have your baby cradled in your arms like you typically see babies in a feeding position, if you'll look at where the baby's head is in the crook of your elbow and where your nipple is, they're probably not even close together. Okay. Does that makes sense? Yeah. And so for the baby to reach that nipple, the baby has to put her chin down on her chest and reach way down. And when she does that, she's going to grab the tip of that nipple, and she's going to pinch it and make it sore. Plus, she's not going to get enough breast in her mouth to be effective. So if a mom will take her baby, if she's in a sitting position, and slide her baby toward the middle of her body until she lines her baby's mm-hmm. nose up with her nipple, the baby can then reach up and open wide and give the mom a big window to bring the baby onto the breast.
1: Okay, that makes sense. All and right, sitting- so you you said... Oh, go ahead.
2: Well, sitting is kind of the traditional breastfeeding position that we're used to seeing moms in. But in a minute, we'll talk about how we can use other positions that may even work better.
1: Okay. You mentioned that babies have a lot of instincts that can help. So what instincts do babies have to help them with breastfeeding?
2: You know, babies are so amazing. They come with a package of everything they need. And when moms lie back and put their babies on their chest, they stimulate all of those feeding instincts. There are a lot of experts that just recently have come to believe that babies are actually supposed to be stomach feeders. And if you think about it, when a baby's on his back, he's kind of like a turtle. He can't really do much. (laughs) He can't flip himself over. He can't lift his head, and so consequently he can't really help his mother to breastfeed. But if you lay back at about a 45-degree angle and you put that baby on your stomach, tummy to tummy, he can lift his head and look you right in the eye. He can use his hands and feet. He can move all about on your tummy, and he can locate the nipple and self-attach all by himself. Of course, we don't expect them to do it all by themselves. We like to help them a little (laughs) bit. But they're perfectly capable of doing it, and that's something we have not known for very long.
1: Like you said, I, I've just started seeing a lot of research and information on that kind of laid-back breastfeeding Is what I've seen it referred to, and I find it just really fascinating and really encouraging, too.
2: I wish we had known that when I had my children because when I was nursing my babies, I felt like it was all me. If it worked, it was all me. If it didn't work, it was all me. And if I had only known how much my baby would like to have helped me, it would have made things yeah. so much easier for
1: me. Yeah, and I th- I think like you said that forty five degree, that kind of reclining too, because I can remember when when I first nursed Cassidy, my first, which she's she's thirteen and a half now, so it's been a while. And I can remember, you know, looking at the pictures in the books and just how they always showed the mom really rigid and the and everything. And just sometimes I think if I had known that maybe you could relax a little bit, things would have been a little bit easier.
2: Well, I see every day how important it is for both mom and baby to feel relaxed and well-supported because if mom's not relaxed, the breastfeeding just doesn't go as well. The tension transfers to the baby. So it really can make a significant difference.
1: So how frequently should new babies nurse? And is there such a thing as too much nursing or breastfeeding too much?
2: Well, newborns have tiny little tummies about the size of a cherry when they're born. And so they need to nurse frequently because they can't hold very much at one time. Plus, for the first three days, moms don't make very much. And that's normal. It's not possible to breastfeed too much. It's possible to breastfeed too little. And moms need to realize that frequent breastfeeding is normal, not an indication of a problem, and babies don't seem to get full in the beginning. I think nature has designed babies to be little sucking machines for the first three or four days of their lives (laughs) to ensure that mom's body knows it needs to make milk. And it does make a difference in the long term when babies nurse very frequently in the beginning. Then moms have more milk even two and three months down the road because of the way the process of making milk works. So moms need to cuddle their babies a lot and nurse their babies a lot, especially in the first few days. Babies need to eat at least 8 to 10, even 12 times in 24 hours to make sure they get what they need and make sure mom's establish an abundant milk supply.
1: You mentioned this a little bit earlier, but is nipple pain ever normal when a mom's breastfeeding? Like, especially in those first few days when she's nursing so much, what would be normal for a mom? Well,
2: you know, sore nipples really are not caused by too much breastfeeding, um, it's normal to have a little tenderness because you're not used to all of that. And it's normal to feel a little discomfort in the first 10 seconds or so of breastfeeding as the baby's stretching the nipple into the back of her mouth, depending on how long mom's nipple is. That has a lot to do with how far it has to stretch. And I, and it can curl mm-hmm. your toes for a few seconds, but then that thing <laughs> once the, once the nipple has been stretched, um, you know, and there's a common saying, you know breastfeeding's not supposed to hurt um and that's true by and large, with these few little exceptions which are which are fairly minor and temporary um if the baby is not positioned correctly, doesn't have a good latch, moms can experience some nipple chafing um and probably the most important thing you can do for that is once you've got your baby positioned correctly you think everything is right and you're still having pain ask for help because there can be a lot of reasons for discomfort that you can control but there can be reasons that you can't control and you have to have help sometimes to figure out what those reasons are
1: okay that's good advice now, what, what can mom check if pain is persistent? Or maybe given your, what you said before, uh, what will somebody else check when she asks for help? What are some of the things that are going to get looked at?
2: Well, the first thing you want to look at as the baby's nursing on the breast is that the positioning is correct, that the baby's head is tilted slightly up, that the baby doesn't have her chin down on her chest because that pulls the nipple to the front of her mouth. So she needs to be positioned so that her head is in a nice neutral position and her jaws are open wide. You should be able to see more of your areola at her upper lip than you can at the bottom. And you want to make sure that um, you have her tucked in so that her nose is not pushed into the breast. And you can fix that by supporting her behind her neck and shoulders instead of behind her head. Because if you support her behind her head, you're going to push her nose into the breast and that pulls the nipple to the end of her mouth right onto the tip of her tongue. Does that make sense? And then when the baby comes off, you want to make sure that uh, you look at your nipple. It should be nice and round. If it's nice and round, it was pulled well back into the mouth. If it's lipstick-shaped, you probably had your baby a little too high. (laughs) If it's flat then the baby was not latched correctly. And nipples that are misshapen are nipples that are going to get damaged. So when a lactation consultant or some other person who's providing breastfeeding support comes in to help you determine what the problem is, if the baby's latch appears to be correct as far as positioning is concerned and you're still having problems, then we'll look at the baby's mouth to determine if it's an anatomical problem with the baby or if it's a coordination problem with the baby.
1: All right, so let's jump down to talking about a big thing, and this is, this is actually something that I hear about a lot. So how can a mom know she's making enough milk for her baby?
2: This is the biggest question moms ask, their biggest concern, and it's a really easy one to figure out. If your baby is having the normal number of wet and poopy diapers and is gaining weight normally, you're making plenty of milk. It's that simple. All babies have days when they want to nurse more often for a lot of different reasons that may not be at all related to hunger. But they can sure make you think you're not making enough milk when they have those days. (laughs) Um, I think all moms need to keep a feeding and diaper diary for at least the first two weeks of life, know what normal is, and keep up with um, um, the number of feedings, uh, the number of poops, the number of peas, what those poops look like because there's a, a really important color change that occurs about the fourth or fifth day of life for a breastfeeding baby. Those poops start out Mm -hmm. dark, but they need to be nice and mustard yellow by the fourth or fifth day, and that's an excellent indication that mom's milk is in and the baby's getting plenty.
1: Now, like you said, many moms feel like they don't make enough milk. So what can she do to ensure she's making enough milk for her newborn and will keep making enough milk for months to come?
2: I think the best place to start is to make sure you understand how making milk works. Moms need to breastfeed early and often when baby gets here because that frequent breastfeeding establishes a pattern of making more milk. And milk supply is strictly, after the third day anyway, is strictly supply and demand. In the beginning, of course, it's controlled by the brain, and once the delivery occurs, milk begins to increase in volume especially by the third day but on the third day the control of your milk supply transitions from your brain to your breast so the more you take out the more you make the less you take out the less you make and it's not just how much you remove but it's the frequency with which you remove it that makes the most difference so if a mom continues to yeah um you know, if, if a mother takes milk out four times a day, for example, if you have a mom who's working and she's pumping, she takes milk out four times a day, and you have another mother who takes milk out six times a day, the mom who takes m- milk out four times a day is gonna get more milk each time she pumps, but the mom mm-hmm. who takes milk out six times a day, at the end of the day, she's gonna have more milk. Because an empty breast makes milk okay. faster. So if you start skipping feedings, say you pump, you get enough milk for two feedings, so you just don't do anything at one feeding except get that milk out of the fridge, you're reducing your milk supply. And that's a really important concept for working mothers to understand if they want to be able to continue to
1: breastfeed when they go back to work. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you, Lynn. Um, You have more resources to help moms succeed with breastfeeding. Could you share a little bit more about what you offer and where listeners can find you online? Sure.
2: My website is breastfeedingtipsformoms.com. It's the number four instead of the word four. Um, I have a breastfeeding tip sheet that's a free downloadable um, document online where moms can um, get information about how to get started with breastfeeding. And I also blog about breastfeeding and parenting topics. Uh, recently I've produced a one hour video and an ebook guide called Make More Breast Milk, which is also available for download and it explains how breastfeeding actually works, what moms need to know, how to breastfeed successfully, and it hits some of the most important things that I've learned in my practice and some of the most frequent questions that moms ask me. I think it can be really difficult to find answers online Um, if you don't know exactly what you're looking for. There's so much available, so I condense the most valuable tips and tricks that I know into this one-hour guide. I also uh, provide in-home lactation consulting online via Skype to mothers everywhere, and then I make home visits in my um, geographic area in North Carolina near Charlotte. So if you're looking for a lactation support, call me and I'll be happy to help you find a consultant in your area.
1: Okay. Well, that is really cool. I think that's cool that you offer the Skype visits. That's really nice because a lot of moms are, and I see this with my birthing classes, they're just somewhere where that's not available at all. And so they're grateful to have somebody who they can talk to online or like you can do a Skype visit, which is just really awesome to be able to do that for a nursing mom who might not have anybody in her area or who might not have any way to get out and about. So that's really cool. Well, thank you. All right, Lynn. Well, thank you. I will definitely put uh, all of your information in the show notes so that moms can head over there and get more information about you. And I really appreciate having you on the show here. Thanks. Thank you, Kristen.
0: I just want to thank Lynn again for her wonderful advice, and I hope that it helps you and your baby get breastfeeding off to a great start. Remember, you can find Lynn on her website at breastfeedingtips4moms.com. That's breastfeedingtips4moms.com. That's the number four. I'll also link to it in the show notes. I would also really appreciate it if you could take a minute to go leave a rating on iTunes or on Stitcher. And if you have a couple minutes, please leave a comment. Comments and ratings really help other families find the podcast in the iTunes directory and in the Stitcher directory. And I really appreciate that. Feel free to let me know what you like. Let me know what you would like me to improve on. And please let me know what you would like to hear. Many of the topics and guests that I've been covering in the podcast lately have been asked for by listeners like you. So let me know how I can help you and your family. And please have a blessed week this week. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com Visit www.birthbabylife.com